So let's learn a little bit of Gemara. The uh, Gemara says we are. Let's let's start again from three lines from the bottom of Lamedal and Amedalif. Tanarabonim. First word on the line, three lines from the bottom. Elu brachas. In the following brachas, she'adam seichebahen that a person bows in them. And they are, number one, both in the beginning and the end of Avis. And Baruch HaTashem again, Abraham. And in the beginning and the end of Maidim. In the beginning and the end of Maidim. Like we bow by Maidim and Achnochen at the end of the bracha. And if he wants to bow at the end of every bracha, we teach him not to. Last time we learned, we, we learned at the bottom Tesis that said, well, what's wrong? Why do we have to discourage it? So the guy wants to go from on us. Let him do that. So we read Tesis. No, you can't. It's very important to know what the Chacham is saying, what isn't. And you don't let a person just be machmer for no particular reason whatsoever. Says the Gemara, Amrib Shimon ben Pazi, Amrib Shimon Levim Shimbar Kapar, Hajit Kamesha Marni. Those guidelines that you just said were appropriate for a Hajit. Kayain, Kangado, I mean, Besev Kal Brachu Bracha. Kangado has to bow at the end of each Bracha. Vahamelech, Trilas Kal Bracha, Usev. The beginning and the end of every bracha. Now let's just modify that for one second. I heard from Shuman Levi exactly what he meant. The guidelines we set are for a hedget that a hedget only bows in the beginning and end of two brachas. Kain Gadol, like we said, is beginning of every single bracha. Kain Gadol tchilu kol bracho bracha. Hamelech, what it means in the beginning and end of every bracha. Now that just means you're bowing a lot. He said, no. You know what it really means? Kevet shakar shavin yzeikif. The entire Shmona Esrei, once he starts bowing, he doesn't pick his head up. The Melech is bowed the entire Shmona Esrei. Shanamar, like it says, it was when Shlema finished the Davin, he got up from the Mizbeach from bowing on his knees. So we see that the end of Tefillah coincided with him stopping to bow. Why? Because he was a Melech and he bowed the whole time. What's going on here? Says the top Rashi. What, what the, what's going on here is that each person, depending on his level of chashivas, commensurate, or you know, in in an uh, exact opposite proportion, depending on how chashiv you are, is how much of a dose of humility you need. A regular guy. Regular guy, life humbles you enough. 
So in order, when you're talking to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to get the proper picture of yourself, you only need to bow during two brachas. It's a reminder. You're quite fallible. You're quite desperate. You're quite needy. So if you bow twice during Trinesri, you remember, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not all that. The more chashiv you are, the more you need to bow. And therefore, Kain Gadol, who's very chashiv, needs to bow every single bracha. And a melech, who literally has absolute power, and therefore he is susceptible the most to gaiva, he has to bow the entire Shemoneser in order to drive home the point that you too, melech, are desperate. And that's Pashib Shat in the Gemara. But the Taz points out something amazing. The Taz points out that you see, only if you're Chashiv could you act like an Anuf. A person who is not Chashiv, if a person acts too humble, that in and of itself is a gaiva. Which means, which means, fake humility. <laughs> you know, a guy like, and it's like, who are you to be humble? You know, there's, there's, a, there's a joke, which I don't know if Dalem will find funny anymore. Like back in the day, they thought this was funny. You know, the Bali Musa in the olden days, they used to dig, their, dig a cavern and go to sleep in the cavern. It was a thing for Hasidim to do. So once this guy went to Besikfar's dug a cavern and was sleeping in his cavern, in the middle of the night, pitch black, some guy came in the cavern with him. He goes, who told you you could be a nun of? So the, you, you, you have to, there's, there's, a, there's a level of acting like an anav that's appropriate, and there's a level of acting like an anav that's inappropriate if you have nothing to be an anav about. Which means if you're chashiv, then you could act like an anav, and it's appropriate. If you're not chashiv, and you're acting like an anav, then you're grabbing attention, and that's inappropriate. On the other hand, the Meiri says, if a person is a rav, it's not, because nowadays, like, n- n- anyone that calls themselves a rabbi, it's already, you know, it's, it raises an eyebrow. The Meiri says, that's not true. You could call yourself a rabbi. If, if a person's a rav, you could call himself a rav. To, to be honest about your, your, your status in life, to be honest about your level, is not a, is not a guide. That's what the, uh, it's the Miri says. Right, well, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. What's well, my cover? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, like, well, I don't want to get, like, too personal, but, like, you know, it's like, like, sometimes as someone who could, like, afford to make a nice chasana is making, like, a chasana in paper plates, that's too much anivus. Meaning, I understand you don't want to be, like, super-duper fancy, you don't want to, like, make a chasana in the Taj Mahal, but, and it was, like, it was, if it's expected, you can make, you can make a chasana in the right place. It's, you know, like, it's not, it's yeser midai, if you, you know, you make a chasana in, like, your neighbor's back, you're not trying to You make uh, a your neighbor's back, you're like, why should I spend the money? Like, like, you know, that kind of attitude. Says the Gemara. Once we're on the topic of bowing, let's get some definitions out there. We find several Lashonis in Tanakh that refer to various bowings and they mean different things. Says the Gemara, Tanaban Kida. When you find the Lashon, or something like that, Kida, or as the song goes, Ekoid, when a person does a Kida, that's Alapayim. 
That's when you face plant. When you put your face down into the ground, that is a Lushan Kida. Shenemr Vatikid Basheva Payim. Basheva bowed twice her face. Eretz in the ground. Korea, in the ground, period. Korea, when we find Lushan Korea, like Vayichru, Vayipailu, that is Alberkayim. That's on your knees. Shenemr Mikrei Alberkov, like we just had the Pasik with Shlema Melech that said Mikrei Alberkov. Hishtachavo. And the Lashon Ishtachava, Zupishet Yadayim Raglaim. This is when a person's hands and legs are spread out on the floor. Shenemr Havoy Navoy Anivimcha Vachecha. Lishtachav is Chaortza. The Yankov Avinu said the Lashon Ishtachavis, it was on the ground. So when they said Karen Mishtachav, when it says Karen Mishtachav, wherever it is, they get down on their knees and then they're prone on the ground? Yeah, yeah. Now we have to discuss why we don't do this. Kida is not with your Right, Kida is just putting, yeah, yeah. The real Kida in the Gemara, when Levi Achvi Kida, and he got injured, is when the only part of your body that's on the ground is your face. This is very hard. You have to be very athletic. And this is more than a handstand, which you have to be pretty athletic to do. It's more than a handstand. It's like a face plant, but, you know, on purpose. That's what Kida is. The Ture Evan asks a, a great question in Megillah. Ture Evan asks, what do you mean Hishtachava is Pishat Yadayim Braglaim? One of the four ways that a person is Chayef Ravayda is by Hishtachava, and the Din is not only if you actually prostrate yourself fully on the ground. You're Chayef Ravayda if you do this. So what do you mean Hishtachava is only is Pishat Yadayim Braglaim? It's not true. The din of Mishtachlav Zara is even if it's not, it's not Pishat Yadayim Vraglayim on the ground. So it's very, very unclear. This is a definition, but it's not Ma'akav Halacha. And Tariyavan asks a question, it's very, very unclear exactly what this, what this Gemara means. Okay. Let's see.